What's the matter, Travis? I'm just really hungry. When's breakfast? You didn't eat before the show? I thought I grabbed something at Mr. Jacob's when we started. But today's episode doesn't start at Mr. Jacob's garage. Didn't you read the program? Apparently not. So, where does this episode start? Let's find out. Hopefully they have food. Kyle, wait up! Hey Pete, what's going on? I just saw you walking this way instead of towards Mr. Jacob's house. Is everything okay? Yeah, I don't always hang out at Mr. Jacob's garage on Saturday morning. I'm a kid. I'm a free spirit. Oh, yeah, me too. So, uh, where were you going? I don't know. Bailey and Artie are going to hang out. I might go join them. Artie and who? Oh, right. They're a bunch of kids you probably haven't met yet. They're a little older. Kyle! Peter, come quick! Hey, Laura. What's wrong? Is somebody hurt? Worse, it's Mr. Jacob's garage. The garage? Follow me. I don't understand. Is it in danger? This way. Just a few more blocks. We know where he lives, Laura. Slow down. Is anyone gonna tell me what's going on? It's awful. I was walking there when I saw it. It's a disaster. See? See? It's still there. (sighs) You mean it's not going up in flames? Laura, I thought you said this was an emergency. Yeah, you said it was worse than someone getting hurt. The garage looks fine to me. Sure, the garage is okay, but look in front of it. A bunch of boxes? So... Looks like Mr. Jacobs is taking a bunch of stuff to get recycled. Yeah, and guess what's in them? Comic books? This one has his... his trauma scripts! Let me see that. Why would he be getting rid of these? It just... it just doesn't make sense. Why don't we go ask him? I checked. His truck's not in the garage. Well, I guess we can wait until he gets back. Can we do that inside? Yeah. Fortunately, he hasn't gotten rid of his radio. We can listen to that while we wait. Oh, hey kids. I'll be right in. So, how are all of you this morning? We're okay, I guess. That sounds good, Laura. Is everything all right? We had a couple questions for you is all. Questions? (laughs) That's starting the Saturday off with a bang? How can I help you? Why are you getting rid of all those comic books? And all of your drama scripts. We like those. Getting rid of my drama scripts? Oh, you mean those boxes out front? Yeah, those boxes. The ones with the comic books and drama scripts in them. All right, Kyle. I get it. You kids have nothing to worry about. Those are extra copies that are taking up too much room. All of my original copies of the scripts are right here in this file cabinet. See? Oh, good. What about those comic books? We like those, too. Don't worry, Peter. When I buy comic books, I buy a whole lot at a time. And when I find one I already had, I toss it into that box to send them off to the thrift store. The box finally was full, so I took it out to load into my truck later. So basically, you're just getting a head start on spring cleaning? Pretty much. I figured there was a lot of stuff cluttering the garage up. And it was really making it hard to do fun things, like working on new inventions and acting out dramas. I was noticing that, although I I didn't want to be rude and say something. (laughs) Thanks, Laura. I think I've got most of the clutter out of here, though I still have a lot of papers in the house that need to be taken out, too, if you kids want to help gather them up. I don't mind. Sure. Could I just listen to the radio? I don't see why not. Let me start it up for you. 
How about this one, Mr. Jacobs? Yep, all that pile can go, Laura. Okay. What are you doing now, guys? I thought you were recycling papers, not sorting them. We are, Peter, but we're just making sure none of these papers are important before we throw them away. So, like this old church bulletin? Is this important or not? I don't know. Mr. Jacobs? Hmm. Oh, I'll keep that one, Kyle. That's from last week. All right. And keep pile. Hmm. Looks like there's a lot going on at your church. There's a dinner, a couple classes. What's this? A call to prayer and fasting? Let me see. Mm, looks like a prayer meeting announcement. Yeah, I, I know what praying is, Laura, but what's fasting? It's when Christians don't eat stuff for a while. It's a way to show God we're serious about what we're praying about. Really? Sure. Praying is all well and good, but if you want to really be super holy, fasting is the way to go. Uh, there's a little more to fasting than that, Kyle. Like what, Mr. Jacobs? Well, it's a little bit of a deep topic, but to just scratch the surface, when we fast, we're saying that being close to God is more important than anything else. Okay, but don't we need to eat? Isn't that how we grow and get strong? Don't people like die if they don't eat food? I don't think fasting means people stop eating forever, Peter. No, it's just a limited time kind of thing. Fast can be a few days or even just a few hours. The point is, especially in America, we can get used to having food whenever we want. And if we don't get it, we can get kind of cranky. I know I sure can. Yeah, especially if it's dinner time and my parents haven't even started cooking it yet. It's not wrong to want food, but sometimes it can become so important to us that we start to think that it's the most important thing. We get upset and maybe a little scared when we don't have it. But like God tells us in Deuteronomy 8.3, following Him is just as important as eating, and He is the one who really gives us life. Huh. So it sounds like fasting might be a way to make sure food doesn't become an idol? An idol? Who makes idols out of food? That would just be weird. He doesn't mean a statue made of food, Peter. An idol is anything that we think is more important than God. Exactly. I once heard fasting explained as putting aside something our bodies like so our spirits can grow. And I like that thought. Okay, this might surprise you, Mr. Jacobs, but all of this isn't the easiest thing to understand. Uh, you don't happen to have a drama script that can explain it a little better, do you? I might have one somewhere. Let me go find it. And we'll listen to the radio while we wait. And now, from the barrage of Lionel Jacobs comes the seaworthy drama, The Dry Dock, an artistic explanation of the biblical subject of comfort. Phew, that was a mouthful. Once upon the briny deep, there was a small ship. Ahoy there, me hearties. I'm not quite a schooner yet, but my captain loves me just the way I am. Aye, that I do, me love. The entire crew loves you. You're the best vessel that ever did sail. Back to your station, sailor. I'm the captain of this ship, and I says when you can compliment her. Aye, sir. The ship would sail far and wide across oceans, through channels, and around capes. It's a good life. The wind in my sails, the sea at me prow, and adventure in me hull. Where to next, Captain? I'm charting a course to Port Cottonwood. It's not far from here, and I have you scheduled to be dry-docked there. Dry-docked? I don't like the sound of that. Fear not, old girl. There's nothing to it. You get all the water pumped away, and then we get to work on your keel. It's probably quite the sight after all these years. Oh, okay. 
All of this talk about being taken out of the sea was making the ship a little nervous. She had seen shipwrecks, where other ships had been washed up on land, never to sail again. And these thoughts sent shivers down her stern. I'm sure the captain wouldn't let that happen to me. I'm sure. Before long, the ship and her crew arrived at Port Cottonwood, where they docked and the captain stepped ashore. All right, mates, make fast. Heave ho and all that jargon, daylight's a burning. All ashore, let's go on ashore, lads. As soon as all of the sailors had departed the ship, she felt something strange. The water around her seemed to slip away as the dry dock drained, leaving her high and dry. This is not comfortable. I'm a boat, I belong in the ocean. Hush now, lass. You're not going to be stuck like this for long. We've just got to do some work on you is all. Take a look. The ship looked at where the captain was pointing and saw exactly what he meant. The part of her hull that usually was underwater was covered in barnacles, seaweed, and all manner of shellfish. Oh, I had no idea that was there. How embarrassing. Fear not, love. We'll scrape you down and you'll be lovelier than ever if that were ever possible. Sailor, what did I say about compliments? Get to scraping! Sorry, sir. Scraping now, sir. It was a trying time for sure. But when she awoke the next morning, the ship found herself back in the water. That's it? Are we done? Aye, my beauty. Let's set sail and see how it feels. Raising anchor now, Captain. And with that, they fairly out of the harbor and returned to the open ocean. The ship was surprised how much faster and freer she felt. I feel so light and quick. I can't believe how much better this feels. Aye, it's almost as if your captain knows what he's talking about. Where to now, captain? I'm ready for anything. Very well. Set a course to Bermuda. I hear tell there's some adventure to be had there. Something about a rectangle or some sort of shape. The moral is that God sometimes takes us to places we are afraid to go. Maybe he wants us to try something new or talk to someone we've never met. He might even ask us to give up something for a while, like the internet or a game or even our favorite foods. Doing something like this can be hard, but through these times, God is working on us and the changes he has in store will be amazing. Mr. Jacobs, let me see if I got this straight. Okay. We've been talking about fasting all morning. And in the story about the ship, you said God can make awesome changes in people when they do something hard like fasting. Yep. So I guess I want in. You want in? Yeah, me too. I want God to do cool stuff in my life too. Yeah, how do we get started? Teach us how to fast. <laughs> Whoa, okay. There's a few things I need to explain first. We're listening. Right, well. First off, something we need to realize is that fasting isn't something to do because you think it's cool or because it will get your attention. Okay, I'm pretty sure we weren't thinking this is going to make us famous or something, Mr. Jacobs. Maybe not, Kyle, but it is something that was a big enough problem that Jesus talked about it in Matthew 6, so I figured I'd mention it. Okay, not something to do because we want to be cool. Got it. Secondly, it's not a way to get God to do something that we want him to do. Sometimes people think that if we do something drastic, God will hear us better or something. That's not how it works. Yeah, we've talked about that before. 
Praying isn't like a magic spell that makes God do what we want. James 4. It also reminds me of a story in 1 Samuel 14, when a foolish king decreed that none of his soldiers could eat food until his enemies were defeated. What happened? I'll let you look it up yourself, Peter. But I'll give you a hint. Lots of people got hungry. Okay, so we've talked about how fasting doesn't work. So how does it work? Simply put, fasting is a way we tell God that we want to be close to him. We are putting him ahead of anything we want to do, and instead putting what he wants first. Got it. So how do we start? I think when it comes to you kids, I would start by talking to your parents before you do anything. Our parents? Why? Do they have to fast with us or something? Not necessarily, but they are the ones who are responsible for you. God put them in charge of what you eat and how you grow close to him. So if they tell you to eat and you disobey them, well, breaking God's commandments sounds like the opposite of trying to be closer to God to me. So it's best if they're part of it. Right. But what if they say I have to eat? In that case, Laura, I would say maybe fast from something other than food. You can do that? Yeah, like what? Internet, games, desserts. Use your imagination. As long as it doesn't make you do something that goes against what God tells us to do, I think fasting from anything works. Huh. I think I'll have to talk to my parents anyway just to explain what you said. Yeah, me too. Good plan. Now then, I've got to get these boxes out of here. You guys sticking around? Nah, I was going to go over to Bailey's. We're heading out too. Have a good day, Mr. Jacobs. You too. You coming, Peter? Yeah, I was just turning off the radio before we left. Oh yeah, good catch.